0: Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. I'm your host today, Sal Vetri, and we're going to break down a, a showdown slate. The NFC Championship showdown slate between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers. San Fran 49ers come in as seven-point home favorites in San Francisco in SF, if you are a local, for this one and Before we get into it, please do hit that subscribe button, getting closer to 19,000 subscribers. Thank you all so much. Check out my Patreon-exclusive content, not only for the rest of the NFL season, but there will be content for the XFL. Yes, I am very excited to do that. Have some things in the works for the XFL, as well as continuing to do NBA daily, as well as PGA on a weekly basis. So you can check all that out. I'm an independent content creator here, so if it is your first time introduced to me, you get any value from this video, check out what else I have to offer, as well as hitting that subscribe button over on the podcast, how those ears doing, but also here as I'm waving to you on the youtube channel thank you all so much finally i will call out that once up linked above if you've been here before once again we're going to be sponsored by drafters.com it is an online snake draft format drafters.com it's fun Uh, i have a ton of fun over there the Tournaments seem uh, very straightforward to me. They seem very quick to get into on these snake drafts, five to ten minutes on some of them. I've been playing on NBA on a daily basis, uh, so be sure to check out Drafters.com. You can use the promo code SAL100 SAL100 to get a 100 deposit bonus up to fifty dollars. You want to put five bucks in, want to put ten bucks in, try it out. Use that promo code, you'll end up getting a double what you expect to put in and be able to play that. Roll it over a certain amount of times before you can take it out, of course. But be sure to check it out. I do um, really do enjoy them. Uh, longest sponsor that. I've had on this YouTube channel, a bunch of really cool guys over there with a new format that now that there's no draft.com, no play draft, seems like the next best alternative in my opinion. Those are all the plugs. So thank you for being here. Let's get into this showdown slate. Uh, So really just starting at the top on injury news, George Kittle has been limited in practice Last, well, really did not practice, limited in practice before last week's game, has not practiced yet as I record this on Friday morning, so I didn't see anything on his practice status. He did not practice Wednesday and or uh, Thursday, so be sure to just track that. Obviously, that changes this slate a ton. It changes this game a ton, as that is, in my opinion, the number one mismatch in the entire game on either side of the ball is George Kittle, that number one rated overall tight end against a bottom three Packers team. So in terms of guarding tight ends and have struggled all season, including to George Kittle, allowing six catches over 100 yards and a touchdown on very limited pass attempts from Jimmy G in the blowout victory, that has been well-documented this week in Week 12 against the Packers when they met in the regular season. So it's a spot where track George Kittle. Other than that, Alan Lazard seems to be fine to suit up for this one. He returned uh, to the game last week against the Seahawks after getting banged up, getting hit to the back of the ribs really hard. Seemed like a defensive, defenseless receiver type of play, uh, but he's been limited all week in practice. Packers are extremely healthy. They're going to have Brian Balaga back, who did not play last week, questionable after being ruled out with an illness. And they're also going to have him back after he left early against the San Francisco 49ers, allowing to a ton of pressure. A lot of people forget that he is one of the better uh, tackles in the entire league. So when he's going to be out there, it's going to help a lot with stopping down the Nick Bosa-led San Francisco 49ers defensive line. Outside of that, San Francisco, just Kittle, Packers, just Lazard, all seems, all systems go. I will point out that D. Ford, the defensive lineman for the San Francisco 49ers, only played 22 snaps last week as expected. He played on just pass rush snaps. He is still going to be limited as he works his way back from injury, but he will be out there. Regardless of that, there's no major news. Let's get into this. I have right now 13 players that I have of interest. If you're just playing a few lineups, this is sort of right now where I'm at uh, as of Friday recording this. Obviously, if you're playing a lot more, you get more in there. And if you just disagree with me, that's completely fine as well. George Kittle is by far my favorite play on the slate. If he does indeed suit up at 9,400, he's like $1,000 too cheap. Look, the Packers really do struggle against tight ends. He is the number one overall graded tight end. Again, he went for six, 129 and a touchdown against Green Bay in week 12 and everybody has gone really well against them. Just track the injury status here. In my opinion, very good matchup he's going to have against the Packers rookie, Donald Savage, who first round pick for them has been very good when healthy this year. The issue is he has been battling some ailments as the season has gone on, and he's a rookie against the number one tight end in the league. So it's going to be an issue for him. Devontae Adams, I struggled to put him as a yes or a maybe I ended up putting him as a yes. Look, he's 11-4. That's the only reason I would put him as a maybe. Uh, Kyle Shanahan did say that Emmanuel Mosley, who did take over for Witherspoon after he was sort of benched last week versus the Vikings. Uh, Manuel Mosley, who's been better, playing much better than Witherspoon this year, he had about a six-week stretch where he was playing fantastic, and that got Witherspoon when he was injured, um, kind of now getting him sent to the bench here as a viable replacement. It's a very winnable matchup still for Devontae Adams. He'll move to the right side of the field where Richard Sherman stays on the left side of the field 96-98% of the time, so he'll see a lot of Mosley. He'll be moving into the slot and have an even better matchup against Kwon Williams for Adams' skill set. So I do have Adams projected for 12 targets here. You saw in Week 12 what they did. They let him catch the ball seven times, only 40 yards And a touchdown. They said everything is going to stay in front of you. We are going to double team you. That is the concern for Adam. So, as I'm talking, I very much want to make him a maybe instead of a surefire yes. But he will still see a lot of volume, and I imagine that the Packers are going to be scheming this whole entire week, literally to get Devontae Adams open. And there were some beautiful plays called up by this Packers offense, Uh, Matt LaFour, head coach, being the creator of some of these plays, a fake cross in the sluggo routes. Uh, uh, Just go watch some of these things on Twitter. Absolutely insane. When you have Devontae Adams, who I think is the top three, if not the best route runner in the league, um, running these routes, it's going to be very crisp and very good for him. Jimmy G is also very close to him, maybe, or a yes. End up putting him as a yes because he's only 8200 He is right now almost $2,000 cheaper than Aaron Rodgers. I think the only way the Packers win the game is through Devontae Adams, but also limited pass attempts, um, win on defense, Get it, win the turnover battle as usual. Um, right there. Uh, stuff popping up there, but win the turnover battle as usual. And at the end of the day, just play very efficient and try and slow the game down on the ground, right? With Belaga back, you should have a better run blocking advantage and not get as by, far behind anywhere near as you did last time in this game because of pressure and also being able to establish some sort of run. So uh, Jimmy G might have to throw more. I expect him to throw more than 19 times he threw last week and the amount of times he threw last time out against the Packers. I'm projecting Jimmy G for around 26, 28 pass attempts in this one. At 8,200, that's pretty hard to pass up. You have a plus 9% pass blocking advantage for him. I actually haven't projected for two more fantasy points than Rodgers this week for $1,800 less. So yeah, obviously I'm going to end up getting there. And now to my maybes. Aaron Jones at 9,600, like I mentioned. Uh, Balaga will be back. San Fran uh, ranks out 10th, according to Pro Football Focus, first to run this year. He's assuming a workhorse role. He had over 20 carries, was not very effective on the ground last week. But again, there was no Balaga. There was no Balaga in the team's previous matchup week 12. So it's a spot where I think Aaron Jones can excel. Positive 10% run blocking advantage with Brian Balaga back in there. I think that's Tevin Coleman, as they may be as well, look, he played 48% of the snaps last week, got 22 touches. He was just very hot. Most of the time when you get 48% of the snaps, like we've seen pretty much all season long from this team, uh, with their running backs that they use three in every single game, you'll probably only end up getting 14, 15 carries. They only threw 19 times in this game, so they were running the heck out of the ball eight touches for Brita, 12 touches for, um, for most start. They ended up running 42 times with just their three primary backs last week. So it's a spot where in this week, I think that the game script, the way it plays out. You get Coleman for 15 or 16 touches. And at 8,800, that seems very expensive because I think Mostart start still sees 10 to 12 touches. I'd rather just take the price savings. I do think Coleman's surely in play if you're going to give him 15 touches on a one game showdown slate. But it is something to keep in mind that don't expect 20 plus touches when a guy's touching on the field for less than 50% of the snaps. They were just very much in the We're going to run the ball nonstop mode, and I think they're going to have to throw more than 19 times this week um, just based on pure odds of how often that actually happens. Debo Samuel at 7,400 matchup versus Kevin King is going to be neutral to bad for Debo. Believe it or not, Kevin King has improved every single week. He's probably the most physical cornerback that Debo will have ever seen. I mean, since he's an NFL cornerback in his entire career, dating back to any level of football, since Debo is once again, a rookie to remind you. Um, so $7,400, it doesn't really do anything wonders for me. It just comes down to it's a one game slate with a wide receiver. who probably sees five, six targets. So uh, nothing stands out there. It's a tougher matchup. Emmanuel Sanders. He's faced now green Bay for this will be his third time. He faced them when he was still with the Broncos in week three two catches for 10 yards in a shadow matchup against Jair Alexander. Jair absolutely shut him down. He ended up getting hurt, I believe, very late in that one, like the fourth quarter but nothing major. Jair was shutting him down. And then in week 12, a week where they didn't have to throw as much, but just one catch for 15 yards, once again, did get shadowed by Jair Alexander. I expect that to happen again. I expect Jair to have success against Sanders. Uh, Jair is having a worse year than he did his rookie year, but he's still having a fine season. Um, Between Sanders and Debo Samuel, I would prefer Debo for an extra $600 just due to more big play upside on the outside. I think it's going to be a tougher individual matchup for Sanders. Raheem Mostart, I do prefer to Tevin Coleman for uh, right now you're getting a $2,600 or $2,400 discount. Look, I think most start sees 10 to 12 touches. I think you get Coleman around 15. That's a decent enough price savings against the Packers right now. 26 strength run defense that I'll end up getting there and feeling okay about it. Did play close to 40% of the snaps last week. Jimmy Graham is a maybe for me, leans more towards a no. Uh, the Packers ran 13 personnel last week, meaning three tight ends on the field a lot. They had their rookie Jay Sternberger run a lot of routes. He has been on IR for most of the season, a healthy scratch a couple of games, but he was active last week at least. He ran like seven to eight routes. They ended up having Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tonyan, Tonyan the second year player, uh, Lewis, the veteran run blocker, uh, all on the field as well. So Jimmy Graham didn't run a ton of routes last week. He ran 28 routes week 12 against this team, we'll caught one ball in seven yards, but he only ran 16 routes last week because they were running a ton of 12 person or 13 personnel, had three catches for 49 yards last week. I think more times than not, I, I lean not to get Jimmy Graham at this price point. Jamal Williams only played nine snaps and two touches last week. That's concerning on a one game slate. I have him as a maybe because just against this team, he had a lot of success when they were trailing, he was on the field getting a lot of garbage time receptions, but he did find success against this four 49ers defense in week 12. And I think they just have to use him. Like they were in a spot where they got up by three scores very early, 21 to three against the, um, at halftime against this Seattle team last week, you just didn't have to use Jamal Williams out there. Just let Aaron Jones, the guy you trust more, um, really operate the offense not having to use him in the passing game as much Jamal Williams he didn't get on the field as much but he's also a top 10 pass catching running back like his running back mate uh, Aaron Jones so I think it's a spot where they'll utilize him more this week in a game where they come in as seven point road underdogs and likely have to pass more both kickers are maybes for me I have them both on here as fine to roster at most I would recommend just one Geronimo Allison barely makes the list I lean very much as a no for him he's 2800 he'll match up against Kawhan Williams, who held him to three catches for nine yards on four targets in week 12 he did run 34 routes that week though but he has a little upside, especially if Green Bay is going to run twelve personnel um, or, or thirteen personnel out there a lot more. So either two tight ends or three. I think they'll end up doing that. They had a lot of creative plays with Devontae Adams out of that formation, as well as their running back plays. So uh, they also led in that game, so it was easier to, to do that, right, and, and convince the team that you you might not throw or you might not run in this spot. Whereas if you're trailing and running thirteen personnel, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Only have one wide receiver on the field, right? So it'll end up being a game flow thing. But Allison at twenty eight hundred at least is in play for me for a four or five target game. Just to a brutal matchup for him. I have Aaron Rodgers as a no on this. I think, once again, they are only implied for 19 points, the lowest out of the four teams on the entire championship weekend. It's a spot where I think Rodgers is going to try and throw like 35 times, which is more than his average of 33 this season. But the problem here is you're facing the number one secondary, a top five pass rush. I think they will have a positive offensive line advantage. They do this week, one of the best, the best on the slate for pass protection, because that's how good this Packers line is when fully healthy. And again, for like the 10th time, Balago will be in for the Packers um, this week at right tackle. So, it's a spot where Rodgers will have time, but it's a pricing thing. He's 10,000. I don't think he outscores Jimmy G this week, and even if he does, it's not by enough to make up for the price. Kendrick Bourne at 6,000 seems overpriced. He'll run 18 routes. He ran 17 the last time out that he faced Green Bay. He'll run them all out of the slot. I don't know how many routes they'll actually end up running. I haven't projected for 18, but for 6,000, 18 routes is just wildly expensive for a guy who's really going to run slot routes against Tremont Williams, who's allowing less than 20 yards and two receptions per game and man coverage in the slot this year. just been stout. Alan Lazard at 5,600. No thank you. I think he runs somewhere around 25 or 30 routes on the outside, but it's all pretty much going to be against Richard Sherman. So I will pass on that. 49ers d is close to it maybe for me but at 5k i'll pass they're not going to get as much pressure with the packers offensive line now healthier than the week 12 matchup it's a spot where i think the game is slowed down here rogers doesn't make mistakes four turnovers on the entire season and two of those were deflections off of his own teammates so it's not a spot that i think the 49ers defense is worth paying five thousand dollars for Packers defense at 3400 they have just as good of a pass rush but the 49ers now healthy on their line as well it's going to be hard to get to um It's going to be hard to get to somebody like Jimmy G, although he is sort of a statue in the pocket pocket, as opposed to Russell Wilson, who they sacked five times last week. And if that was anybody else, it probably would have been 10 times because of the mobility and the magician that Wilson is. So if you're going to play defense, I don't really like either, but I would go to the Packers. But it's weird because I don't want to recommend that. It's just a price thing. But a seven point road underdog is not the best defense to target, but they do have an elite pass rush. MVS, even with Alan Lazard leaving the game last week for a rib injury um, and then coming back, but MVS still only played three snaps. And when he does play, he'll face Sherman. So, no thank you. It does make sense for them to try and get MVS on the field to stretch the field. They just don't have anybody who can do that. Adams obviously can, but not in the same way that MVS can, is just a burner. He just has not been playing well, dropping passes and not getting any separation. This week in a championship game with Richard Sherman out there, again, it's probably not the time to run him out. Matt Breida did get eight touches on 11 snaps last week, but again, keep in mind they only threw 19 times. I think Breida touches the ball five or six times this week it's okay at 1800 but i still think it's a no play for me kyle you check no thank you didn't even play last week in terms of routes run 19 attempts Uh, last week for San Fran. So I can skew it a little bit, but he seems overpriced. He's running less than 10 routes a week. He's getting 1.8 targets per game. I'm not paying 1,400 for that. He's like a $200 player in my opinion, maybe a little bit more. Jake Kumaru ended up running 15 routes last week because of the Lazard injury. He's the wide receiver four on the depth chart, wide receiver three on the outside with Deronimo Wilson taking the role of the slot wide receiver. Uh, No thank you at $1,000. I think he's going to end up running like six to eight routes against Sherman Tyler Irvin at $600 is actually interesting for the Packers. Two touches last week. He's a running back who they use in the slot, who they use um, on end-arounds. I think they're going to use him a lot this week, a lot more. They used him a lot last week. They just didn't. um, They used him on the field a lot in terms of snaps, but not a lot of touches, just two. Um, At $600, if there's one player below $1,000 that I would take a shot on, it's Irvin. He's going to see some end-around touches. Mercedes Lewis, Jay Sternberger, and Robert Tonyan, the Packers. Three tight ends at $200. If you're going to take a shot on any, just make sure he's active. Jay Sternberger actually ran routes last week, which Tonyan and Mercedes Lewis did not. I think Stacey Sternberger probably sees six to eight routes run here, maybe a little bit more than that, depending on what type of formations they use. So thank you for tuning into the showdown video between the San Francisco 49ers and the Green Bay Packers, a couple hundred thousand dollars to first. If you made it all the way through, please do hit that subscribe button on the podcast, as well as leave a five star rating review. And also hit the subscribe button here over on YouTube. Helps me out a ton. Follow me on Twitter at DFS. Talk to me over there if you want to reach out with any questions in the DMs. Same thing for Instagram at SalVetri. You can check all of that out. And lastly, sal 100 is a promo code for drafters.com you can get that linked up down below and you can check out drafters if you want 100 deposit match up to 50 dollars. so is my patreon exclusive content down there thank you so much once again you all rock peace out gang i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish but if you enjoyed this podcast if you could please subscribe helps me out help support it so thank you so much and i will see you in the next one